Welcome to the Retire Right Podcast with Larry Heller. You deserve complete financial advice. There's no acceptable alternative if you want to plan to live well and on your terms. Complete financial advice equals complete peace of mind. Now, let's get into this week's podcast episode. Today, we are talking with Larry Heller, the president of Heller Wealth Management. This is our opportunity to get to know Larry better, what he does and who he does it for with our 20 questions. Larry, hello and welcome to Top Advisor Radio. Hi, Matt. Thank you for having me. Well, thank you very much for being here. And we're going to dive right into our 20 questions here. So why don't you tell our audience, why did you decide to work in the financial services area and what's your history? It all started back when I was in college and wanted to become a CPA. So I started out back then, it was a big eight accounting firm. So I went to work for a big eight accounting firm, thought I wanted to make a career as being an accountant. And then after about three and a half years, realized that I didn't like it at all. Uh, And I was kind of doing things as an accountant after the fact, rather than before the fact and planning. And I really wanted to help people part of planning. Uh, back then, when I first started, financial planning was wasn't even really existing. Didn't the concept and being a financial planner was still in its infancy stages. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I went. I decided to go work at a, a bigger firm, um, doing investments, insurance, and quickly realized that that wasn't for me because it was more about the firm than it was about the clients. In about 1992, I decided to go out on my own and start my own financial planning firm. Went back and got my uh, went back and got my CFP. Um, held up a shingle and started to uh, started a, started to work and slowly but surely built the you know built the practice. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know part of the reason of being a planner goes back even further. And I don't know if I really tied the two together. But uh, when I was 19 and a sophomore in uh, in college, my uh, my father passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a 16 year old sister and a mother who was a homemaker, and my dad. They had no life or very little life insurance back then, um, and there was no plan in place. How was I going to finish college? How was my sister going to go to college? How was my mom going to stay in the house? And since I was the numbers guy. It was kind of thrown to me at 19 Hmm. years old to develop a plan to figure all that out. So my real financial planning started when I was a teenager. Um, Hmm. So I I guess, and I didn't really know that, but I guess subconsciously that kind of was the trigger to kind of go into this field. And that's what we tried to do is help people retire right, help people solve their, their problems and achieve their financial financial goals. Well, who do you work with? So what's your specialty? So when I first started, actually about the third year I was in business, I met a uh, sports agent. And I'm being a uh, football fan and, and a sports fan, I thought this would be great. He was going to be the sports agent. I would do all the financial planning and investments for the athletes. Uh, so we became partners and for 10 years, that was that was great. I worked with the athletes. Uh, and then after 10 years, uh, I was traveling too much, commuting too much, and I had three children under two. Uh, and a lot of the football players weren't really taking planning advice too seriously. So I went to my sports agent partner and said, you know what, this is just not 
going to work for me and moved my office from New York City back out to Long Island and started to work with more pre-retirees, families, corporate executives. And that's what I've been doing for the last uh, 15, 15 or so years. Okay. Well, you said you're a CFP. So tell our audience what that means and what do you do for your clients? Uh, yeah. So I have um, a staff and two other uh, certified financial um, planners. Uh, so we really do complete financial planning for all of our clients, not just you know picking stocks or investment advice. That's not what we do. Um, so we have potential clients come to us and they have you know financial goals and dreams, whether it's to retire at a certain age or to change a career or to slow down retirement or to put their kids through college or the grandkids now through college or purchase a second home. So we kind of do all the planning and we're kind of the quarterback making sure that the planning is done, looking at the investments, looking at their tax situation, uh, someone they can trust and really build what we call our complete financial house so they can have a complete um, peace of mind. So you worked with athletes before. Now, now, who is your ideal client now? So you, you kind of hinted toward that. Let's dive into that a little bit more deeply. Yeah, so our ideal client is probably someone, you know, somewhere between five and 10 years before re retirement, and they're starting to think of their second life, which we kind of call it their second life rather than retiring because people are li living longer. So even if they retire in their 60s, they may not have another 30, you know, 30 years left to left to live. Uh, and then people also not traditionally retiring. They may be working part time. Um, they may be telecommuting. Uh, so our clients are probably families, um, again, within five to 10 years away with at least a million dollars of investable assets uh, that are looking for a holistic plan of a solution and investment strategy. How do you get new clients though? Where, where do they come from normally? Are you, how do you market yourself and how do people know about you in Long Island? So the, the best way of getting clients, and this is really how we've grown the practice is through referrals. Um, we think we have a unique concept and unique financial planning concept that's different out there. Uh, and word of mouth, you do the right thing for a client and client sends you a client sends you a, another client. Um, you know, we differ from the large brokerage firms out there. We are fiduciaries and we're at what's called an SEC um, independent registered investment advisor. So we are fee only when it comes to uh, planning and, and investments. Um, so, uh, so being different and doing the right thing and holistic planning has developed a little bit of a following for us. Uh, the other way that we get clients is through centers of influence. Um, we work closely with clients, uh, accountants and estate tax attorneys, and we refer business to them. Uh, and they refer business to us. Um, and some uh, accounting firms now we're acting as their financial planning department. So uh, so between the centers of influence and the referrals, uh, that's how we get our clients. How do you do client education? So what kind of client education do you do? 
Well, most of the client education that we do comes in the, you know, one-on-one -on -one meetings. Um, and we tell all our clients that no matter how knowledgeable they are, we're still going to go through the education, um, especially when it comes to our investment philosophy and talk about asset allocation and diversification and passive versus active um, and risk tolerance and time horizon. So even though we're, they're not going to be the experts, we want them to understand what that, you know, what that is. Um, so we'll do, you know, this goes on our meetings. Every client has a meeting at least once a year and a larger clients have meetings twice a year uh, to cover different planning topics. We just did a meeting yesterday on social security analysis. When should um, each of the clients take social security? Um, and although Congress has changed some of the rules, most people don't understand that there are opportunities sometimes for a spouse to take a benefit earlier and then change to their um, own later own benefit mm -hmm. later on. Uh, so those are the educations that we've we've done. We've done some uh, Social Security classes uh, or uh, seminars to accountants, mm. uh, but. but but most of the education is done one on one, and um, we are um, we are thinking about doing a, um, a retirement workshop. Mm -hmm. I'm currently, I'm currently uh, just began writing a book on retirement. Oh wow! And when that's done, we're uh, <clears throat> we're hopefully going to do some uh, some workshops. Wonderful. You said you had two other CFPs uh, outside of yourself. So tell everybody who's on your team and what do they do. I have a staff of five right now. Um, uh, Brian, uh, who's a CFP, who's been with me for over over ten years, um, and he he's a senior financial planner, works directly with clients, and we work as a team approach on some other clients. Um, we're actually just about to hire another CFP right now, so I don't want to disclose the name. So we'll have a, a junior CFP coming aboard shortly, uh, and then I have two other. Um, team members, Joanna Grace, who's been with me also over 10 years, who's our client service representative, and uh, Corin Ray, who, uh, who's been with me over a year, who is our marketing and communications service coordinator. Awesome. What do you do in the community? So how do you give back? Um, well, I, I, since I'm a golfer, or at least I once my children have, now they're all three of them are in college, I'm playing golf a little bit more. So uh, I've been active and tried to enter a lot of charity uh, golf events throughout the throughout the summer um, as my way of giving giving back. You talked about the CFP. What other advanced designations or advanced education do you have? Well, like I mentioned before, I started as a accountant, so I did get my CPA, but I'm not a practicing CPA anymore. Um, I still do my own tax return. That's the only one that I do. But um, so I do have or I did have a CPA uh, along with the CFP and the CFP requires continuing educations to keep up with the uh, degree. And there are a lot of, of continuing education requirements for the CFP because they want you to maintain and really sharpen that saw. Uh, the CFP is a, a pretty darn amazing, and there really isn't another designation like it. And since you're a financial planner, Larry, what is your financial philosophy? So if you could distill how you explain what you do from, from a financial perspective to your clients, share that with our audience, please. Our 
um, financial philosophy is kind of grounded in evidence-based, um, and there's decades of Nobel uh, Prize-winning research that we've kind of looked at um, through one of the, the, the fund families we use is dimensional fund families, and a lot of the research has been done by a person named Eugene Farmer from the University of Chicago. Uh, so they've developed certain mutual funds that kind of mirror the index um, and um, track that, uh, but do a little bit better than the index. So we are not a, we call an active uh, shop trying to guess which way the market's going to go or move from one sector to the other. So we've created a investment philosophy that's based upon asset allocation, um, based upon minimizing taxes, based upon our rebalancing strategy. So our so every quarter we go in and look at our portfolios and they have certain target benchmarks. And if one of the benchmarks has increased by more than 20%, we'll rebalance back to the target. So we're not kind of just guessing, we are proactively rebalancing four times throughout the year. And that kind of forces us to buy low and sell, sell high. People want to get to know you personally, too, a little bit, Larry. As we've now talked about you professionally, let's talk about you personally. When you're not working, what do you do? Well, like I said, now now that I have, you know, three three children in college, so I have so I have now a senior and I have twin sophomores. So uh, so while they were growing up, uh, life revolved around them and and following them around most of their sporting events and going from one to the other, as you can imagine, three of them close together didn't leave a lot of uh, a lot of time. Uh, but what we did as a family, we did travel. Um, we did do uh, a lot of ski trips as a family. Uh, so so I enjoy skiing. My kids enjoy uh, boarding. Uh, and then one of my kids got me into golf when he was in high school. So after he's, you know, they're all in college now, I'm spending more time playing, playing golf and tennis and doing a little traveling with, uh, with my wife. Wonderful. Who's your hero? Who do you look up to, whether this is a historical person or, or somebody who has been in your life? Who is your hero? I would probably have to say my mom, because, you know, when I told you the story about when my, my, my father died, I mean, she had to keep everyone together. And, um, you know, she went back to work. She figured it out. She kept us all together and, you know, was able to continue to, you know, have me go through through college. So uh, so my mom has passed away, but she was my hero. If you had all the money in the world that you ever needed, what would you do differently? In high school, I played uh, I played basketball. So I love basketball. So if I had all the money in the world. And actually in college, I remember I was a freshman in college and there was a new coach um, back then. I, I was at Boston University and his, it was his first head coaching job. And that was Rick Pitino. And he was 20 something years old and he had an open tryout and he let us all go in and, and play. Um, and after we finished, the, the real players kind of came out. <laughs> um, but I love, you know, I love basketball. So I probably would have done something in coaching I coached my kids in basketball when they were younger and travel. So I probably, if I had all the money in the world and didn't have to worry, I probably would have been a basketball coach. Hmm. Who's your favorite person in history and why? 
Well, probably um, I'm going to say Winston Churchill. Um, you know, just you know what he was able to do under you know duress when England was being attacked. Um, and last summer we actually went um, visited my son who was going to school in London and, and went to uh, the bunker there. Uh, and it's amazing to see all the stories of what he was able to do and accomplish. So, uh, so he's probably my favorite person. Yeah, what an amazing, amazing man. Uh, and I like how you said under duress. That's, I think that's a little bit of an understatement of the amount of pressure that wonderful man was able to, uh, to rise up and, and actually still execute his duties. And so he was wildly successful, right? I mean, he was successful all the way up until his, his, you know, his long, long life and until he died. But what is your idea of success? My idea of success, and this you know stems from when I also made the change in my career, uh, is really is really you know family. I was really adamant about having a balance between work life and family life. Uh, so I was commuting an hour and forty minutes each day when my kids were born, and then I was traveling on the weekends because that was the time that you actually saw the players on Saturday night when they had um, a time off. So I wasn't around a lot. Um, and then right after uh, 9-11, and I realized, you know what, I wanted to be closer to my kids and be able to have breakfast for my kids and dinner with my kids, but also have a, you know, a nice lifestyle. So, uh, so I've been able to do that. So to me, that's a successful, you know, successful life. What is the one thing you recommend most to clients, family, or friends? Well, from a from a you know professional standpoint, um, I always recommend planning. Um, you'd be surprised. You know, I, there's a study done that if you put a written financial plan together, you're more than three times likely to achieve your goals. So, so you know, so I always recommend the clients think about what they are. This is what we talk about in our first meeting. Visualize what they are. Write them down and you'll be able to to make them happen. I did that when I in my, in my personal life, my professional life, and that's what I recommend to uh, to people. Name one thing most people don't know about you. Well, I, you know, most people think um, that I'm kind of shy and introvert, but I'm okay when I'm up fronting and talking. I've talked in front of crowds of a thousand people, so. Uh, so it's a little different. My wife is the outgoing one, and yet she is not comfortable speaking in front of a big, big audience. So that's probably that's probably the one thing. What is your mantra, motto, or something that you say to yourself to keep yourself focused and on track? I don't really have a you know you know specific you know mantra and you know motto. I, I mean, I just we just kind of keep going and stick to the plan. And um, and you know make you know make it happen. I mean, from a business standpoint, here my staff knows that I'm very detailed oriented. Um, yeah, I have you know I'm always doing lists and making sure that the lists are completed. So that's probably my little pet peeve here at work. Mm-hmm. Well, one of the things that makes a great financial advisor is truly being detail oriented, and and I I like it. I mean, uh, you know if if uh, I could put words in your mouth, it's it stick to the plan, right? Because, I mean, if you have a list, that's a plan. If you have a financial plan, that's a plan. And that's a really good motto. Uh, yeah, I guess so. 
Look at that. Us. Look at that. We just uh, we just had had a little bit of nugget of gold there for everybody. That's that's fantastic. What's your proudest achievement? I don't really have one specific proudest achievement. Uh, you know, I would guess that you know I've been able to do what I've wanted to do uh, personally, and that we're able to help so many different families achieve their you know achieve their their goals. Um, you know, one comes to mind. We 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 had two teachers who lived pretty modestly. And they just wanted to buy a house, not a great house, but they didn't think they were going to be able to ever afford it. And we were able to put a plan together and they were able to buy a house near their children. And I remember they invited me to when they first moved in and they were so happy they were able to do that and able to achieve this. So, you know, seeing the success with our clients, all of our clients is, you know, is really the, our proudest moments. Now, you have the attention of a lot of people who listen to Top Advisor Radio. Who should contact you? Who would be a good person after they listen to this and they say, man, you know, this Larry guy is really awesome. I really like what he says. Help us identify the right people to contact your firm and then also tell them what is the best way to reach you. The person that we're kind of looking for, again, is people who want, you know, some type of planning, who, you know, have some ideas of what they want to accomplish over their life. Um, but you know, they have a lot of the pieces, but they need someone to kind of look at it holistically and put all the pieces of the puzzle together to, to accomplish their goals. Uh, someone who's, like I said, five to 10 years away from retirement and has specific, you know, specific goals, not somebody who's just looking to, um, you know, outperform the market. That's not the clients we, we, we want. Clients that understand and are willing to take our advice and work together to achieve, achieve their goals. Um, and the best way for clients to, uh, to reach us is either by phone at 631-293-2806 or um, um, via the web at uh, hellowealthmanagement.com. Fantastic. Larry, thank you. Thank you very much for being a guest on the show today. You're welcome. It was fun. And this is Matt Hallern for Larry Heller. We will see you on the other side of the mic.